I'm Jocelyn. Welcome to the Chicas Who Read podcast, where we discuss texts and films and shows and articles and uh, stuff. For today's episode, we will be discussing Lingua Franca on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. So the movie synopsis, or with the little description on Netflix, I'm reading this verbatim. It's an undocumented trans woman seeking legal status in the U.S. becomes romantically involved with the grandson of the elderly woman she cares for. So what are initial thoughts, Jess, or what's the first thing you want to talk about? Are we jumping into this? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> unless you want to talk about something else. Let's oh, unless you have want to wrap some stuff up about Singing from the Well that you thought of. I did think of some stuff about singing from the well, but I texted them to you. The boy <laughs> is Reynaldo Arenas, and Celestino is Reynaldo Arenas's idea of himself as a as a boy, his escape. And, yeah, and the I book agree. is written by Reynaldo Arenas, so it's like <laughs> the perspective of one person living their life in three different versions of their life and one is non-existent if that makes sense yeah that's why it's so confusing it makes sense if you read it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh read it so you should read it (laughs) (laughs) and also read so you can catch on a well the next book episode the palace of the white skunks also read that yeah, we're currently reading that. Currently working through it. It'll probably be our next episode. Probably not. We'll let y'all know. It's not going to be our next episode. Jocelyn's, not- <laughs> Jocelyn's doing a no. With her head. Probably two episodes from now. So it'll be this episode and then another movie or text episode and then book episode. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking that's most likely what's gonna happen that is what's gonna happen (laughs) um how do you feel about um our spoilers what do you mean oh we have spoilers do you not do you not remember within the first few seconds of us talking about singing from the well you're like did you know celestino was dead (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, major spoiler. Um, no, I mean that was the point of like the, the podcast. I guess is just unpacking whatever we're taking in, and I guess I don't know. Should we do a spoiler warning before every episode? Spoiler alert! No, because <laughs> I think if you if you click the, it's not like we're doing reviews. 
Uh-huh. You're right. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Because for it's fun like for me, I hate it when people spoil stuff for me. Yeah. But if I wanted to watch this, I wouldn't listen to this before watching it. Exactly. Yeah. So because I would, whenever I t- watch something, unless it's like a trailer, I expect spoilers, or like if it's a review or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I just wanted to ask you. I don't know what your thoughts were on that. Okay, those are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Punto final. The title yeah. is the spoiler warning. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about it. <laughs> The intro is the spoiler warning. <laughs> Beware. Um, so, first impressions of this film. I know you asked me how I felt or how I wanted to start yeah. off about this film. I want to mention Isabel Sandoval is Filipino trans woman that directed, wrote, and starred and produced her own film. And it's on Netflix. It's called Lingua Franca. Um, like Jocelyn had said in the beginning, it's about this undocumented trans woman who ends up developing a romantic relationship with the man who is the grandson of this woman who she's like this personal uh, home care aide for. Her name is Baba. I love her. <laughs> She reminded me of my grandma. She was so yeah, cute. Yeah, she was so cute. Yeah. I I actually really enjoyed her character because she was like this little feisty old woman. And like, you can see, like she has a, not a very small part, but she's like seen, she's just kind of like in the background more. But she, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I love that she was still very sound of mind even though she was this like lady with um some sort of memory type of illness or yeah they never said what she had yeah they never said what she had um but she would be forgetful in some parts of the movie and Mm -hmm. then uh but self-sufficient and so cute I loved her. She made me think of my grandma. I actually called my grandma before we watched this movie. Oh. And I yelled, I love you on the phone. And she was like, Yata ah. man. Oh, I thought you were going to say at the screen when Baba. Oh, also when I saw Baba, I was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> she was so cute. So I love Baba. Um, and the, and the, so the, the film starts off with the mom calling um her name is olga by the way her name is not baba <laughs> i'm calling her baba because it's like <laughs> she's my grandma okay <laughs> we were calling some lady that's not our grandma baba during this movie <laughs> that's how much we love olga um yeah so Wait, so what is, man, I suck at movies. What is Isabel's name in the movie? Olivia. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, and then 
And then the grandson's name is Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember his name. Because um, they said it a lot, and it's easy to remember. They did, they did, they did. They didn't really say her name. She did say it quite a few times in the beginning, though. Her own name. She's like, this is Olivia. Look at your wallpaper, which I want to talk about that. But, okay, anyway, going back to, we know her name. Olivia. I know her name. So, I, I love the moment in the beginning. It opens up with, like, Olivia asleep in her bed. It looks like late as fuck, early as fuck. Her phone rings. It's her mom asking her for money. She's like, what's up with my monthly, uh, what's up with my monthly amount or allowance? And I, I found it funny, but I also really liked it because uh, it reminded me of something that I was talking about with my mom like a while ago. I, so I'll tell you why I loved it. I loved it and thought it was funny because moms always call whenever they want. You'll be asleep. They'll call you when you're asleep. They need something, they'll call you. And it's at the most inopportune times. The second time her mother called her was when she was having sex with Alex for the first time. And that was hilarious to me. I love that um, Isabel did that. I think that's funny. But I, she, like, anytime she called her, she was asking her for money. And I like that she put that in there because with... Like, my mom is, is she's uh, sends money to help take care of my grandma over there and stuff. And there's, like, people who live over there. She, like, follows these groups, activists, like, charity groups from over there. And they always say, like, the people, the immigrants who are in the United States and work their asses off are the ones who are also helping to build the economy of the countries that they've left, like, no matter how far they've gone, they still contribute to their homeland by the money that they send. And I felt like that was a, that was a good initial moment. It's like, this is, you know, everything else may be happening to Isabel, but there's also like what brings her back home, what keeps her connected to the Philippines. And it's her mother and like the needs of her mother and her money. So I thought that was like very nice to have in the beginning to set the tone. Yeah, I think it also sets that like she is an immigrant from the Philippines and it's like this is the daily life of a if you know, you grew up as an immigrant or had immigrant parents like that, like, you know, you have first hand experience. So I think a lot of people in America, even that aren't Filipino, could really relate to that movie in that aspect of really being scared of ice and being growing up right now in uh in trump's america and being scared of like your parents getting deported or like you know looking for all these um outlets to get a green card and get citizenship so i really like that it it wasn't just about um her being a transgender woman but also being a trans immigrant woman Mm -hmm. in america yeah what do you think about um her as a character how would you I describe think... each one of them, like her and Alex? Because they're like the main characters. Yeah, okay. I don't think they really delve too much into really getting to the core of these people. But I think you could definitely make your assumptions because they were kind of just like little generalizations of of 
people of people mm-hmm. you may know and that that way in in that sense you could project your feelings and ha- and people that you know from these people so Alex is like a very broy dudes from Queens uh but is also very tied into family and uh he's Russian I don't know do you think there was a significance in what, making them Russian I get oh actually yeah that juxtaposition of being like uh white immigrants in comparison to uh non-white immigrants mm-hmm. having that that difference um because yeah baba i think really represents the traditional um relationship i guess that is usually portrayed in film and it was cool to see that juxtaposition of the, like the new era and transgender people being represented and yeah uh olivia's character is just I mean, I don't know, this, a woman, you know, an immigrant woman trying to put food on the table for her, for her family and, and not get deported. Yeah. I think that anytime that she talked, especially in the beginning, the way that she would talk to Baba um, just made me feel like she knew exactly what to say to her and she knew exactly how to respond to Alex in a way that's not very revealing but tells you what you need to know yeah and for whatever reason I find that as like a kind of um it's like a like a self-preservation type trait that people have what do you mean like um you're not trying to reveal too much but you're also doing your job at communicating right I don't I don't know if I can really explain very well how um her character is but I was very interested by her personality in the film because she has a very she she is the main character but she's also very quiet yeah she doesn't say much Except yeah, it's kind of. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, yeah, it's it, like you said. Um, she kind of knows how to reserve herself, and I guess you know that can be a learned behavior in having in dealing with all these people that have treated you in every single way. So you kind of have to learn how to maneuver and how to talk to specific people in a way that you won't get attacked. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where her, one, her tone of voice, I think is super soothing. And I think that's where that, that comes from. Um, just like, she literally through the entire movie, even though she experiences all these different types of emotions, always kind of just uh, speaks in one certain tone. Mm-hmm. And even in the parts we didn't, we don't really see her um, show like be super distraught until like towards the end one thing that I also noticed too the moments of intimacy between the both of them so eventually Alex starts Alex and Olivia start messing around whatever whatever things get heated they hook up and there's like moments like the after sex talk and then 
whenever she's upset uh, and and he takes her off on a day to go away, to get away. When they're having these intimate conversations, you never see their faces. It's just them talking and B-roll. Like when he's reading the letter. So Baba has this letter that she kept from her husband who like he wrote her this letter. And she loves it so much. She kept it, but she had Alex read it. And even when he was reading it and then it was shifting to Olivia's voice, it was B-roll. It was on top of B-roll. Like it wasn't, you couldn't see their faces. Yeah. And I think those are the times they're the most intimate with each other or like at least verbally. Mm -hmm. And and the nicest or, or revealing a lot about themselves, I guess. Mm-hmm. but yeah they don't ever show like fa- facial expressions to go along with the with what they're saying with the like or body the, language the very tender moments yeah that's an interesting decision uh with this movie i um i was saying the thing about olivia talking because in the beginning we see baba confused as hell in her kitchen doesn't know where she is she walks up to the phone there's a sticky note on the wall and she calls the number and it's olivia who picks up she's in the in a washing room you don't know where she's at you just know she's washing clothes and baba's like i don't know where i am where am i and olivia's like look at your wallpaper you remember that wallpaper when it was put in she was like look at your stove you used to make I'm going to say sausage, but I know I know she didn't say sausage, <laughs> but you used to cook sausage there for your children. And I thought that was like super tender. That And I was talking about this a couple of days ago, or I think yesterday. I don't remember when. What is the sense of home? Yeah, it was yesterday. I was talking about this. <laughs> it's important. Um, and like, One of them was talking about the smells going on the way home. Like for some people, home is like that, that reminds them of home. Or like uh, when you drive down Colon, it smells like bread. And so like that could remind you of home if you have to drive down there going home. Music for me, whenever I listen to old songs that my mom used to listen to. Mm -hmm. Same. I have a playlist named Home. (laughs) And it's my I have a playlist named Ama. <laughs> oh my god, uh, we're so tender. <laughs> but she knew how to speak to Baba to remind her of home. She knew that that's what made her feel at home. And I, I love the relationship between Olivia and Baba. Olivia is the only person who can like chill Baba out and knows Baba. Yeah, that's probably what a- attracted Alex to her initially, because mm-hmm. they really give us no other reason to apart from these people are in the same roof. And I guess if, like, you know, but no, I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess if you were in the same roof uh, with another person, that would hot. <laughs> Fuck them, but no. I mean, they are obviously attracted to each other. Like, I, after they had sex, I knew they were attracted to each other. So I guess it's not. <laughs> yeah, they had sex. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But like in the beginning, do you remember when he was looking out the window and he saw her get out of the car? Uh huh. With her, so she's paying like this guy to to marry her for a green card. She got out of the car with that guy, and he asked her about it later. But in that moment, when you look at that scene, I didn't get that from that scene. I just thought he was looking out the window. I just thought this was just a shot letting us know, okay, Olivia is home, but it's through Alex's window, and he's just looking up. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't register it as him watching her. And that was one of the things that confused me was, like, the transitions from, like, some relationships and, like, from scene to scene I I was like, hmm. Yeah, I think maybe this movie needed to be a little bit longer because, yeah, I think it could have delved in deeper to the relationships uh, between, like, her friends and, uh, and, yeah, and the relationship itself. Maybe, yeah, it needed more, like, budding up until, like, they actually do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's where I I remember the trailer being very intimate and we're like, oh, like this is this is a, a very intimate and revealing story. Right. And it doesn't have to be that way. But I think that like like even in those instances where we weren't really sure what Alex was thinking and you're not really you're not really sure what Alex or Olivia are thinking other than Olivia is scared of shit of ice rightfully so mm-hmm. and that Alex uh, uh, Alex just wants a shot of vodka and well they're each working through their issues Alex yeah. is clearly a recovering drag a- not or not drag alcoholic still an alcoholic mm-hmm. um, doesn't have his shit together and has never really had his shit together. He has his job uh, that he works for his uncle and only got that job because of family ties. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we w- would have gotten to see more of each of them, like how they were on their own, not under the roof, the same roof, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they tried a. I think they tried a little bit with the relationships, um, with with her and her her sister or Mm -hmm. her girlfriend, who she calls her sister, and uh, and Alex's bro, or maybe that's just like there to represent like. Well, I think for Alex, it's there to show the kind of people he's around. Mm-hmm. Um, who can kind of also be um, what is that word? Close-minded. Bad influences. Bad influences. Close-minded. Reckless. And I, I also think like their jobs reflect that. Like, uh, Olivia is a caretaker, so she's very nurturing and soft, and and on the other hand, Alex is a butcher. And so I think Alex's job is really aggressive and it's not something that you necessarily go into doing. It's always like a family business thing. It's like, I have to do this job because 
I got to make some money. And it's not something he cares for because he doesn't really care about anything in life. Do you think he cared about Olivia? I don't know. See, that's what I I was thinking because he really was adamant about marrying her even after he finds her passport. Okay, so before they start becoming intimate, he doesn't know that she's a transgender woman until he finds her passport. Um, And even then, well, he doesn't tell her that that he has her passport and he just scares the shit out of her. Um, he doesn't find her passport. His Sorry, his friend finds her passport. Well, it steals her, her passport. His shitty ass friend breaks into her room, steals her money, looks through her drawers, steals her passport, and then calls her a slur. She's not even there to defend herself. Yeah, he's probably he's better shit. for her. It would have probably been dangerous because that dude was a scumbag. Yeah, and he was drunk. Um, but yeah, I think I think him marrying her was more of him trying to make himself feel better. I think he has never been able to be helpful in any sort of way towards his family. Um, has never been a provider of any sorts and. And has always just, yeah, just been reckless. And I think this is his one shot of like redeeming himself in his mind, being like, oh, I can finally help somebody and I can improve their situation. And that, and that for Olivia is, is marrying her because she needs a residency status. Mm-hmm. So yes. I don't know if he necessarily cares about her. I think he it's more of a selfish act. Not for the right reasons. Yeah. Not for like the reasons that Olivia would want to be cared for. Anybody would want to be cared for, you know? Yeah. But when you take that deal, okay. So before she was paying some guy to to give her a green card to marry her basically so she could get five thousand dollars yeah and then this guy is offering to marry her for nothing what do you do we know what she does but what would you do what would i do i think what she did yeah you're better off yeah that way yeah, because this is way too much baggage. Okay, mm-hmm. so she, she doesn't go through <laughs> with it, of course. She knows better. Yeah. I'm really happy that she didn't end up marrying him because I did not want this to be a movie where, like, the um, a brown woman is saved by this white man, yeah. you know? And I was afraid, like, when it started getting really, like, gutsy. I was afraid that I, that like that was gonna happen, yeah. but I'm I'm happy that she didn't settle. Yeah, because she deserves way better. Because he's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got his he's. I don't think he's a scumbag, but I think that he like he makes choices, right? But choices, and he does suck. But he's not a scumbag. 
his friend was a scumbag. Yeah, his friend was a scumbag. But, but he's just like... But we also don't know what he did in his past self, so he could be a scumbag. You're right. <laughs> you are the company you keep. <laughs> <laughs> One of the moments that was like kind of heartbreaking was where she's at the wedding with her friend's wedding she has a friend who um, she's known from the Philippines. So I'm assuming they immigrated together. You don't really get their story um, migrating, but um, they grew up together in the Philippines and they're both together in New York. And her friend found love with a U.S. citizen and her friend got married with a U.S. citizen. And you see her struggling between feeling happy for her friend, but also feeling like shit about the situation that she's in. And that that made me sad. Yeah, well, the whole movie's really sad. Yeah. It's not like... I mean, I, I think from the beginning, we knew we weren't going to get a happy ending, so we kind of knew that she wasn't going to get married. Um, but I think, I think it really just shows the re- reality that people face on a day-to-day basis. So I think it was a good portrayal of that. And and yeah, I don't I don't think this movie meant to be happy. But I, I loved it. It was really moody. Um the the sequences were and the shots of the movie were kind of really dreamlike, but in a realistic way. Yeah, there's a lot of um there's a lot of scenes in between vertical things so like in between the doorway in between the hallway um you're on the outside looking in between these two things standing or like blocking your left and right view and so it really makes you feel like an outsider but it also makes you feel like you're peeking in on something you shouldn't be or you wouldn't have access to and I like loved those moments in the in the film. Yeah, and also speaking, we talked about New York a lot because I think a lot of movies always tend to romanticize New York, and this movie really showed New York for its like gross, gritty self that it is. Um, and once again, not <laughs> not not playing into like what movies uh, show us and the fantasy of it all. It was like real. Mm-hmm. But I think it did leave us on a, like, on a short end. I was like, is, is this really the end? I don't know what it could have delved into more. But mm-hmm. I think, I think we needed more story. But I needed I, more. Yeah. It was nice for us to, I guess, reflect on who the characters were themselves. And I don't know, I guess, you know, the director left it up to us and how we wanted to continue to see them but yeah I think I think it needed to be more but I think that's a good thing like we're engaged and we're interested enough to want more yeah I I'm looking over my notes that I wrote for the movie and there's I wrote it's hard for me to see how they fall in love in the beginning especially when they don't know each other yeah, well, I don't think they fall in love, you know? I Not think it's fall just in a love, play. but, like, the, it, the way that she fantasizes about him, 
in the beginning. But I don't think she's necessarily fantasizing about him. It's more about like she's fantasizing about like being with a man. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't show any face, it just shows hands. Mm-hmm. It does so show him. It shows his face? Yeah, it shows his face. Oh, I don't remember that. I just saw the hands. Yeah, it shows his face, and she's like romanticized, like, yeah, dreaming about being with him when that's where, like, one of the transitions fucked me up because you only see him looking at her coming out of the car and then the next thing you know she's like fantasizing about him having sex with her but maybe she just thinks he's hot as hell yeah I'm like <laughs> if you see hot guys yeah right you, you haven't been in about hotties <laughs> <laughs> are you even normal <laughs> yeah I mean I still think it's not it was more of a passionate thing I still don't think it was I think I think they liked each other. I don't I would never I wouldn't call it love. It's either love or nothing. <laughs> you heard There's it, ladies no and gentlemen. <laughs> you gotta love Jessica or you out. So I definitely recommend this movie. You should watch it. It's it's a really nice short movie. It honestly by the end of it I was like, that was it. Like again, we were hoping for more. Um, but the characters, well, not the characters. I think Isabel Sandoval did a really good job at um, creating the story and um, and really putting it, putting in her perspective on the movie and showing that to the to the audience. For me, it did a really good job of capturing the anxiety that was felt when Trump was elected, especially for immigrants. You have her like constantly, you know, worrying about getting taken away by ICE. And it just transported me to that time. And I was like, fuck. Um, shit has been real. And she there's even like clips of of Trump's speeches over uh some clips where she's walking. She's just, she's not even like watching TV or listening to the radio, but in some clips she'll be just doing something and it'll carry over from the last scene where she's listening to this media. And I think it's important to think about how that feeling of surveillance when she starts talking about feeling like she's always being watched, like she's turning a corner and there's somebody behind her that that breakdown moment that she has where she isn't the nurturer right she's being nurtured Mm -hmm. she talks about how she feels watched and she can't take it anymore and that's the reality that every immigrant here lives in yeah Immigrants don't just come into this country and are like, ooh, I'm like, I don't got a social security. Nobody knows I'm here. Like, no, you're constantly watched and monitored and you can't fuck up. Yeah. I'm glad that that was portrayed in the movie because it's a reality. Yeah. So with that, y'all should register to vote if y'all haven't voted. 
uh, last day to register is October 5th. I know y'all probably heard it everywhere, but you have to still vote or register. <laughs> also register, I'm, I'm registering my brother and I need to register my sister, even if I have to force her. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to vote. But <laughs> voting hasn't saved us before. Who knows if voting is going to save us now. So uh, s- sorry to say that, but, you know. Rolling my eyes. Vote any. I'm voting anyway, bitch. What the hell else am I going to do? You know? <laughs> That's all we can do. I, I don't think it's the only thing we can do, but that we can we can um have that conversation. Okay. We can cut this out. We can have this We can cut all of this the, out. <laughs> off the radar. Well the reason why <laughs> the reason why I wanted my siblings to my siblings in general uh why sorry why I'm pushing for them to vote is just because they've never voted and and wow. uh, yeah and they're both older than me mm-hmm. and they're fucking Latinos you know we're the lowest minority group that votes that doesn't vote sorry like I want to normalize that for them for them to vote and even on a local level Latinos won't go out and vote and I think they they don't get represented because they're all like, it's a waste of time. They're not going to come and vote. It's crazy thinking about what's going to happen. Like, the election is so soon. I know. Yeah, I don't even know. Do you think people will riot if Trump is elected again? Yeah, but it's... Uh, what's what's going to happen when that happens? We Okay, we should keep talking, but or we can keep talking, but we should end the recording. Okay. Um, I feel like this podcast was all over the place. Yeah, but it was nice. So, yes, we recommend to watch this movie. It's a good movie. It's it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. (laughs) That's That's our review. Watch it. It's good. (laughs) It's a good movie. Um, It's I almost cried. You did win. I was almost there. When she was sobbing. Oh, listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. Let us know what you think of this episode. Watch this movie. It's on Netflix. It's available if you have a subscription or borrow your friends. Okay, bye. Bye.